0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of More Than A Podcast, the place where we do uh, what you guys need, which is bring you guys more of the greatness, so uh, let's get after it. Um, What are you guys up to? I'm pretty sure I can guess Uh, a lot of people this week have been playing a lot of the new game that dropped uh, called Fall Guys, and it's just been taking the internet on by storm and All the streamers are switching up their uh, schedules to get a lot of this game out there to the public. Now, here's the funny thing. I haven't checked any of this game out. Um, I myself am not a streamer, so um, I don't have the added benefit of showcasing uh, this new game, but from what I've been able to see, um, people are having a lot of fun with it, so. Uh, probably by next episode, I will have a take on, uh, fall guys, but you know, for what it's been worth, it seems like it's uh pretty entertaining to you guys. So I do thank you. If you're taking a break from, uh, the game or any other game or interest that you, uh, may be in the middle of, or maybe you're listening while you're playing. That's a skill that I, um, (laughs) don't have myself, but you know, I definitely commend you for it. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's been a really, uh, wild week. Um, I have been pushing myself along, um, getting myself more and more integrated back into photography. So, um, you know, long story short, um, my father was a photographer. Um, he passed away, um, years and years ago, but, uh, he was a photographer, so I feel that I've picked up um, uh, uh, maybe a smidgen of, you know, natural of a natural gift from him. Um, I really do have a, a keen eye for uh, for photography. You know, there's you know, I'm, I can look at a lot of things and I can really find the best way to capture, you know, what it is I'm looking at. But here, here's my downfall. I'm super awkward when it comes to the type of photography that I'm enthusiastic about taking because I only shoot, um, and this is going to be Greek for a lot of you, but I'll try to explain uh, as best I can. So, um, I shoot with a 50 millimeter, uh, lens, which, uh, for those who are not familiar, 50 millimeter lens, probably the closest thing that you can get to a shot that represents like the human eye. So if you see something uh, shot with a 50 millimeter it's more than likely going to replicate what a person you know is viewing themselves so it's a pretty cool uh pretty cool lens um you know i have been shooting with it since i got my first camera and uh circumstances you know happened to take my first camera away from me and now i got a second which is you know just as awesome and I'm really enjoying it. So, uh it's been it's been quite a journey trying to uh get myself reacclimated to photography. Um and there's some things that I'm doing now that I wasn't really keen on doing before. Not so much that I wasn't keen, I wasn't educated. Let let's just say that. Um you know because again, one of the one of the uh one of the important things is understanding like what type of photography you want to do and I realized, you know, <clears throat> I really like astrophotography or I like the potential of what astrophotography can be cuz I haven't I haven't really taken any any great astrophotography. I think the best uh the best results I've ever gotten from astrophotography as far as like capturing stars um it was when I was in Hawaii. Um and and it, I was actually working on a cruise ship and so when we would actually um have days where we were <clears throat> you know on the ship and and uh you know at a port and it wasn't too much light pollution and, and and you know on a cruise ship those are really really high um so i would be at the very top deck with my camera and set up and you know capture some of the stars so that was that was about as cool as i could get with that um but you know like the other means of using a 50 millimeter It's usually, you know, very personal shots, very, you know, up close and personal shots. Um, And again, I am super awkward when it comes to candid shooting, (laughs) you know, like I'm not the kind of person that's going to stick a camera in your face just because I'm a photographer, you know, and I'm really awkward about asking people to take their photos. So I usually just decline to take pictures of people and just take more pictures of inanimate objects. But uh, but I always tend to bring a lot of things out, out of the pictures that, you know, I do take. So when I, you know, like, again, when one, one of the things that's really important to me as far as like the pictures that I take is always capturing like depth of field. Like that is one of those things where, you know, like I, I enjoy that feature and how that kind of brings photos to life for me. So I do a lot of that. Um, you know, I've, I've done time-lapse photos before, Um, you know, like we, I'm, I'm actually fortunate enough to have a, um, a, uh, Ferris wheel in a nearby city. And, you know, like I would basically keep it in the motion and it just looks like, it looks like a pinwheel when you, when you take that, when you have that long shutter speed and it looks, it looks like a pinwheel and it it just really looks awesome. And catching traffic like that is really cool. Um, when you do time lapse, you know, you get the streaks of, of the lights and it's really cool stuff when you think about it. And um, currently today, you know, like I like I am like again, I'm doing a lot of stuff that I didn't do before. Like I'm considering filters like I never thought about filters when I was first taking photos. But then it really got serious because I was like, well, how am I going to take how am I going to take a photo of a sunset or a sunrise? you know, because that's a lot of light because if you don't know, you know, how cameras work, you know, the, you know, the light that comes into the sensor and you know, like if you got it, if, I mean, if you take a very quick shot or you close your, um, aperture, um, then, you know, you, you may be able to capture something, but you know, the longer that you're able to, uh, keep, keep your, uh, you know, the the longer that you're able to expose uh, your sensor to the light, um, Whilst not bringing in that much light, which is why you need a filter. Uh, the better the uh, photo would end up being. But I'm not a professional. I may have just butchered all of that understanding. So don't sue me. Just uh, <laughs> just come and tell me, and uh, yeah, I'll apologize. But um, yeah, photography super awesome. Hopefully, some of you out there into photography and into taking uh, photos. Maybe some of you are better at taking those random shots of kids eating spaghetti in uh outside seating at restaurants i don't know but yeah i will get better at that (laughs) sooner or later um but yeah like uh like so i've been buying filters i also just purchased this really really awesome looking uh tripod that i'm interested in and um i'm uh, you know like i'm not the biggest um i'm not the biggest spender when it comes to um anything any of my interests but i, I absolutely said you know what if i'm going to if i'm going to do photography and i want to do it right then i have to spend some amount of money now i didn't break the bank buying buying a tripod but i definitely bought one that was loads better than <clears throat> than the one i originally had um <clears throat> and again like the filters that's going to be a new thing for me so i'm i'm highly excited and i've been picking out places to go um You know, trying to find ways to take advantage of, you know, my pros and cons as far as my photography. Because even if I'm not able to take photos of people, you know, I can somewhat take photos of scenarios or places or, you know, like things of that sort. Maybe not so much um, wildlife, but I can do some semblance of landscape, partially. So, you know, we'll work with it. It'll get good. I'll post my stuff. I usually post a lot of pictures on Twitter. When I had a blog up, I used to do it there. I may get the blog back together, but we'll see. Um, outside of that, your boy's been watching some Netflix. I've been I've been watching Netflix like like heavy lately, like, and that's something I never do. Um, I'm <laughs> it's kind of crazy because I actually miss how Netflix used to be, where it was just kind of like they just had all the random awesome movies and you know every every month it was like it was just changed up and you could always just depend on seeing a lot of different um obscure things but now they've moved into the you know the realm of producing a lot of their own stuff so that's cool for them i actually applaud them for growing out of the um you know out of the normal you know mold that that a lot of people have taken them especially myself and being able to you know to produce a lot of stuff and i think it's really cool that they're able to bring a lot of a-list people uh to their medium in order to make projects come alive and one of the uh, more recent projects that i've uh gotten into was uh project power uh which is a movie uh that stars uh jamie fox and uh jason gordon levitt and uh it's it's interesting you know I'm, I'm not here to give a full review and i'm not gonna spoil the plot um but it is definitely uh it's a telltale on two different things now now movie wise content wise it's entertaining in in a sense to say man this is almost as good as going to the movies i mean i i really kind of felt that way like i i like the one thing that I found myself doing, or that I found myself mentally uh, transitioning, to say, would I would I sit down, you know, in a in a theater with about 35, 40 people, and you know, eat popcorn and watch this movie, and I would, I absolutely would, I absolutely would, but at the same time there's a there's a lot of what there's a lot of what you will see when it comes to these netflix productions where it's basically like you can always you can tell that it's not it's not as like i don't want to say like it's not as good or as well produced but there's just something you know and again this is no knock on on what they've been able to to produce because they've been they've Hitting it out the park. I mean, they've had uh, Charlize Theron, they've had um, uh, Hemsworth, they've had a lot of top actors just come onto their platform and make hits, make movies, make films, and 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 uh, and shows, and it's been really cool. But with Project Power, it, it was a little tricky because Jamie Fox is probably one of the bigger actors, you know. I mean, he's the Oscar winner. So, I mean, and they've had, they've had other Oscar winners. I'm not saying like he's the only one, but you know, like when you get it, when you get an Oscar, you know, an Oscar winner out, you know, on your platform to like, you know, do a film, man, it says a lot. And so, you know, it was, re- it was really a game changer as far as how I started viewing Netflix um, since, you know, since the 14th when it came out. Um, and, I don't know like how I, I think the one thing that I felt about the movie is and, and it kind of tricked me. I I, I I will say it kind of tricked me. I didn't I didn't do my diligence in researching. I didn't try to find out what what it was about. I wanted it to be a complete surprise. And one of the things that I felt in watching it was this could have been a series. This could have absolutely been a show. Now, Jamie Foxx's character. And, I, and this is probably why it wasn't a show, because. You know, Jason Gordon, Levitt and and, you know, Jamie Foxx, they probably wouldn't come back for three seasons of, you know, a Netflix show called Project Power. I mean, maybe they would. I I don't know. But more than likely, they they wouldn't. But, you know, to put their brains together because they both uh, they co-produced it to put their brains together and make this, you know, make this film happen. I mean, it you know, it, it it. it hit all the right notes it hit what it needed to hit I think a lot of it um because yes I you know in, in its genre which is kind of like an action flick um you know it does what it does well but there are definitely tropes where it's just kind of like okay I knew this was going to happen or um you know you didn't really you didn't really explain how that happened so there's a lot of gaps and leaps around and kind of bouncing from here to there where you know, it kind of leaves you with uh, with little bits of information. But again, it's entertaining. And, and I, I liked it. So would I watch it again, probably not um, only because I feel like it's one of those films that, you know, once I can watch it once and I get it. Um, and there's really no reason for me to go back. And and to be honest, it's not. um it's not the kind of fit. Like I would tell people about this, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't set this up for somebody to watch. Like I still remember when I first watched Itman, Um, and that, that movie floored me. I, I didn't even know how long the movie had been out before I caught wind of it, but I literally set up sessions at my house for people to watch Itman, Um, and, and it was really crazy because like people say, what? Like the, like, a international film like are you crazy like i'm not watching this and and the minute it started and you know the fight scenes happened like they were just like yo whoa what you know like it it changed it changed the way that people saw things but i wouldn't do that with project power you know like i wouldn't say hey guys let's let's all come to my house and let's watch some let's watch project power because this is a really cool movie and i just want you to see Nah, i wouldn't do it But I would hope that everybody does get to see it because it's pretty good. Um, But it just I don't know. Like the other thing that it gets me thinking about is how there's still no theaters, um, you know, with the pandemic and everything, Um, which, you know, like I don't I don't want to sit here and speculate how how close or how far we are from progressing forward uh, in society and getting back to what I guess a lot of people would call normal. Cause I don't really think there's ever going to be a normal anymore, but you know, like there's a, there's a lot to be said about the fact that, you know, we can't go to theaters and, you know, for the longest time, a lot of these production companies weren't able to produce their movies, you know, like they weren't able to like move forward and make a lot of this stuff happen. Um, but now, a lot of these companies are, but it's like, to what avail? Because there are certain movies that have been made that, you know, are completely done. And now they're wondering, like, what do they do with them? So a lot of companies are holding on to the movies, you know, holding on to the complete projects and, and waiting, hoping that, you know, all of this blows over and that these um, these distribution centers, you know, theaters figure out a way to get consumers back into the into the uh into the movie theaters but um i don't think that that's going to come anytime soon i honestly feel like we're going to close this year out and we're not going to progress any further um as far as like getting ourselves acclimated to a new way of life i think this is going to go well into uh january february right back where we started you know i don't think it's going to get any worse but this is such a new wave of 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 craziness and people just don't know how to deal with it and you have to ask yourself how do you get a theater of you know 35 40 sometimes up to 50 people without you know putting anybody at risk you know because because then because then you know, it becomes a thing about liability, you know, and you don't, you don't want, you know, no company wants to be held liable for some stuff, you know, I mean, I like, I like what I'm seeing as far as like restaurants and stuff. Cause a lot of these restaurants are, uh, accommodating with outside seating, but you know, what was really funny. I actually drove past a Buffalo Wild Wings and they have like This entire restaurant area that's just under a canopy, and there were more people sitting in the restaurant, or should I say in the confines of the restaurant? Because I don't think there was anybody in the main building, but I do know that there were people that were sitting on like their patio section, which I just thought was weird. Because I was like, why don't you just sit under the canopy? There's like nobody there. It's like I think there was like two tables under the canopy that were occupied out of the several, and I was just. Yeah, it's just weird. But um, you know, it, it's it's going to take some time and and hopefully society gets itself to a point where we can operate, you know, in some semblance of of normality and not have to live our lives, you know, kind of taken aback by, you know, um something that we don't understand. So, we'll we'll get there eventually. Um but it also begs the question, would you as a consumer pay to watch movies at home if it came down to it so like the recent news was that disney plus was going to charge i believe a 30 dollars premium to watch um mulan and to also watch the black widow so the question is is are these movies worth $30 well I guess In a way you could say yes And and You know you might, you might say oh that's outrageous But think about this If you went to the theater You would absolutely spend more Especially if you went With You know more than one person You're going to be spending a whole Lot more than $30 So for $30 You can make your own popcorn At home get as much soda as you want, you know, or, or, you know, you don't even have to eat popcorn. You can sit there and just have a full blown meal. Um, you know, you can accommodate yourself in that, in the fashion that you wouldn't have to, or that you would most definitely have to, if you were in a theater setting. Cause if you were in a theater setting, you're going to buy popcorn, you're going to get candy, you're going to get an iced tea, you're going to get a hot dog, you're going to get nachos, you're going to get all that stuff. And it's going to cost you way more than 30 bucks. That's just bottom line. Um, But I don't know. Like, I, like, I mean, for me, I think it's a bit steep in the consideration that some of us are more frugal when we think about the theater. Like me, I show up to a lot of matinees. I show up on a lot of deal days where, you know, I don't have to take, you know, I don't have to pay the full price, you know. Um, But, to the to the credit of these producers like yeah they still have to make their money and i understand that but i don't know i don't know what the what the happy medium is going to be i really don't um let's just say it like this let's wait i i want to wait until well it's it's well i mean black widow is a major marvel film i'm not gonna sit there and undersell it but um let you know let this be a case where it's like captain marvel 2 you know it's like yeah if if you told me that i had to pay $30 to see captain marvel 2 um all, you know on a uh, you know like on my computer at home or whatever like my streaming service then that's something i would heavily consider if you told me you know um let, let, okay the new movie coming out the new mutants would i pay $30 for that at home probably not so I think it's touch and go. I think it just depends. Would I pay thirty dollars to see the Batman? Yes, absolutely, without question. I would drop the money right then and there. October first, I would drop it. <clears throat> I would give them my money happily, thirty dollars on that day. So I think I think it really just depends, and 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 it just it kind of just falls into basically the general interest and the favor but behind certain projects you know because there are certain things that there there are certain times where i honestly just go spend my money on a movie just because i just need something to kill two hours that's just facts so that so so it becomes one of those scenarios and then there are times where you know regardless of what they ask me i'm blindly gonna go in and spend my money like when like every star wars that's ever come out in a the theater uh in my time <clears throat> i've you know i would have gladly paid Anything they asked me to. Um, I believe that when they started re releasing the, um, the, uh, I think it yeah, when they re- they re released like the remaster versions of like New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, um, <clears throat> and at the time when it happened, I think they doubled ticket prices. And I don't think anybody cared because <laughs> it's Star Wars. Like, you don't care. You just do it. But, um, We'll see. I I don't know. I'm interested. Like I'm basically just gonna keep my eyes on on how this how it. I I want to keep my eyes on how it affects Disney because I think Disney is the only one that's doing it right now. Um, I know Bloodshot, which stars Vin Diesel, came out on demand, but they were you know they were more reasonable. They were I think theirs was twenty dollars, and I know um Scoob came out on demand. I believe that was supposed to be. A theatrical release um so there you know so like it's not impossible but i think that it's definitely something that people have to consider um based on the weight of of the actual content in the movie um one thing i but i i've been an advocate to say i, I think that a lot of the i think like amc and all your other big name theaters your edwards Uh, your united artists all of your big people they need to be figuring out how can we do because like look streaming services and digital services they are the future and a lot of people do want to stay home now a lot of people yes they they like to go out you know what needs to happen One thing is they need to find out how do we digitally bring this stuff to people at home so that they can take advantage of all of the stuff that they're missing because they can't go out to a theater because we don't want people sitting close. We don't want people to be next to each other. So let's remedy that by having a digital platform like Netflix, like Hulu, like Disney plus they need to do that. It's so simple. They can do that. Now, the other thing that will be super cool for them to do. And I think that this is something that should have been done a while ago and shouldn't have never left. To be honest, they need to do drive throughs again. They absolutely need to do drive throughs again. Drive-thru movies were awesome. Some of you probably aren't old enough to remember drive throughs I totally remember drive throughs because it was your own personable experience. You pulled up in your car, you got your little sound system. Now we got Bluetooth and all this other stuff, things to make the experience so much better. Um, why would you not like drive throughs like it's it's a no-brainer it keeps people safe people are people are super social distancing at that point because they're in their own cars you know like like think about it i don't i don't know like i i I could be just blowing it out of proportion but you know i i just want hollywood to just kind of get back to uh doing what they normally do um And get our movies out because I swear if it gets to the point where, you know, the Batman gets uh, delayed again, I'm going to I'm going to flip. But, you know, uh, it is what it is. So, you know, one of the other things I was thinking about uh, to calm myself down from uh, this this rage inducing thought of of no movies is uh, video games and their soundtracks. And, you know, video games have been around forever. And I think one of the cool things about video games is the music that that plays through them. Now, back when it was like chip tunes and, you know, this, you know, the age of like the NES and the Sega Genesis, um, you were able to remember a lot of the melodies and rhythms that went into a song like I don't think there's one person who can't say or who can't you know harmonize the beginning of uh Super Mario Brothers level one one like you know who can't everybody can it's like it's a simple like everybody can do that um and and I, I think that I think there's something about the evolution of music within video games that honestly it's, it's kind of left us wanting because I don't think that there's very many songs today that I could give a rhythm or a beat to. And I could say, Oh, I know exactly what song that is. I know exactly what that is. Now maybe that's just me and, and you know, my lack of investing so much energy into memorizing songs and whatnot but i don't know like i like i really think that 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 i think gaming music has just changed and it's evolved so much that to you know to to memorize it just becomes it becomes more of a chore i guess but that's not to say that i don't enjoy you know soundtracks today like like and 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 here's the thing The one thing that I really enjoy is I enjoy soundtracks, especially with Japanese origins. I love Japanese soundtracks. Um, uh, I like all, you know, across the board, I like all kinds of music. You know, I have a very eclectic sense of of what I listen to. And I do listen to a lot of video game music, um, you know, on my, um, you know, on my services and you know, what I have downloaded. I have a lot of that stuff. Um, <clears throat> but I, but it was so funny because yesterday I was uh, I was chilling at work. And I'm chilling at my desk and I'm typing up stuff and, and all I had in my head, and I couldn't get it out of my head for the life of me. I had the battle theme from Persona 5 just playing and it was constantly going in my head and I kind of knew the words, but I didn't know the words and I and I had to ask. So I went on social media and I said, hey, guys, somebody please give me (laughs) please give me the battle theme to um, Persona 5. What is the theme that plays when you go into a random battle when when you're attacked and you're and or you're attacking someone? What is that theme that plays? Because it's really it's really kick ass. And I want to uh, I want to be able to to listen to it. And I was getting a few answers, but, you know, more people, more people were kind of like, it could be this or it could be that. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I, I don't I don't even have the strength to guess. Like and I actually had a, a cool guy like he like this guy. I mean, he is just super thorough with with his research and his investigation skills. He should be a detective if he hasn't thought about it. Um, but, yeah, he, he said, you know, if you're thinking about this game, this is the this is the song. And I went on the YouTube and oh, my goodness, just the feels that I get from it. Um, So with that, I wanted to go over 10 songs that I absolutely listen to and have, um, you know, basically on my playlist as far as video game songs, because I think that everybody should enjoy not just, you know, music from, you know, public artist but i think you should definitely be supportive of these people who orchestrate these these songs for games because these people are really i mean these are real songs you know like they're not they're not just making a song or an orchestration just to be a melody in the background like these are really good songs that you can like jam to and they're just awesome so let's go through my list because i have 10 that i was just like yeah you know, th- this is basically what I listen to all the time. So um, the one that I most recently added and I can't believe I didn't know the name of this song I was so mad. Um, Last Surprise um, from Persona 5. That theme is just so amazing. And really, it's one of those things where it's like it makes me prolong the battle because I just want to listen to the song. And yeah, you know they have the modes where you can kind of like go and just listen to the song on the side or whatever. Um, but yeah, that that is one of the one of my absolute favorite songs um, produced in a video game. Um, probably my all time favorite uh, song. Well, no, I can't, I can't say that because like these ten these ten songs all hit on the same level for me. So let me just go through the list: um, Heartbeat, Heartbreak, Persona Four. Um, you get this theme when you are walking through town, uh, in persona four. And I believe that it is most, uh, persistent on rainy days. I believe when, when the weather is rainy, uh, you get heartbeat heartbreak and it is just a very lovely melodic song that just, I don't know. Like I, I, I could listen to Heartbeat Heartbreak over and over again. And I actually had Persona 4 Golden, which again, they they actually give you the ability to listen to the soundtracks on the side. Like you unlock the soundtrack and you can listen to it as often as you want. So I would like, there were times where I would turn on my PS Vita and I would just literally just listen to Heartbeat Heartbreak and just would turn it off after I was done. Um, An amazing song, an immensely, immensely amazing song. Uh please like I, I would say stop this podcast right now. Go listen to Heartbeat Heartbreak. Awesome, awesome, awesome track. Um there's another track that I'm really, really fond of. This is back from the Dreamcast era, and this uh could be classified just like I would I would say the same thing about Last Surprise. Um but this is kind of like a, a Sega soundtrack, a Sega sound. Um, you know, Sega uh, had a real penchant for having uh, Japanese songstress uh, sing uh, in in English lyrics uh, some of their soundtracks. Now, while this song is not a Japanese songstress, the the theme of the the you know the arrangement is totally Japanese, but she kills it on the song. I I was I was looking for her name because I had it at one point because she has sung. Or sang other songs for Sega, um, but I could not get her name. Her name escapes me. I if I find it, I'll uh, I'll say it on Twitter and I'll totally post it. But the song is called, and I don't think this is their this. I don't think this is the official name. Um, but I know the main uh part, point of the song. It says it doesn't really matter, and it's from uh the soundtrack Metropolis Street Racer. And again, this is one of those songs where. It only it was a circumstantial song. I think it only played on the London levels or it only played on certain levels. It wasn't something I I think you you could you could search it on the radio, but there were only so many places where it would just play like instant. And I, 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 I kid you not, I felt like I played better when the song was playing. I still to this day, to this day, I drive with that playing in my car and it just it I like yeah I guess you could say it makes me drive a little faster I probably will get in trouble and get a ticket but it's a fun song to listen to and it's just super cool it's kind of a love song but it doesn't feel like super like washed out and like oh my god this is you know one of those songs that like it's like yeah it's about a relationship but it doesn't really matter I mean like the song says it really doesn't matter um so yeah listen to that one layer cake another song from persona 5 which this (laughs) this theme only plays when you go to the armory you go to the armory and this uh this this plays and i still remember i still remember the first time the first time i walked into the armory on persona 5 and this theme started like I, I didn't I, I didn't want to move my character and and I and again that's what I did a lot of times I would just like take my character into scenarios where where these themes would go and I would just have my character just stand there just so I can hear the song that's it just so I can just hear the song layer cake is a it, it's a it's more of a espionage type of uh type of sound but it 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 jams so hard and it and again it has a very japanese style of arrangement as far as the instrumentation and how it's played you have to listen to it it's super super cool um memories of dust this is one of i said they all i said they're all on the same level i said they all give me the same feels but look listen memories of dust on the soundtrack for uh near automata um it's (laughs) it is a beautiful song and what's really, really cool about this song is that they have several versions. They have a quiet version with where, where the lyrics are just extremely rich. And then they have a medium version where it just kind of sounds like, you know, your proper soundtrack. And then they have this dynamic version where you could you could see this playing as a soundtrack to a movie in a theater. Or stage production. I mean, it is so amazing. And they're all great. And I, oh my God, like just talking about it just makes me want to stop recording right now and go listen to it. And I, I don't, I, like the entire, like here's the thing the entire Near Automata soundtrack is amazing in itself, but these are definitely the standouts for me. Th- these are the standouts like memories of dust is just, it's what makes it. And, and again, going into the game, I, I still remember the first time I hit that, the desert and it played. And then when, when, um, when you meet, you know, your first enemies and then it kind of, it ramps into the medium. And then when things get a little heavier, it goes into the dynamic and it's man, just, just great stuff. Just amazingly great stuff. Um, now, another song back on the Dreamcast. Uh and this is again another Sega sound, but it was oh my gosh. The Whole New World uh from Fantasy Star Online. Now, this was basically Now, you know when you when you make a soundtrack for a game, you definitely want to have um, cause you know, usually, usually with games, they have like an intro movie or whatever, something to kind of like attract that person to press start or give somebody a synopsis of the direction that you're going to be taking and the adventure you're going to be, uh, embarking on. And this song, the whole new world did that for fantasy star online because fantasy star online was something that was brand new. And that song resonated with the new feeling. It was a new system, a new feeling, a new game. And they had this song, The Whole New World. And it is just so well done. And honestly, it's a little bit like Star Trek with a little bit of Star Wars, but it totally sounds like Sega. And the way that it crescendos and the way that it ends, it is just fantastic listen, you may not you may not play this song, you know, uh, you know, while you're hanging out with your friends. I have. I mean, we we would sit back and we would listen to this. But, you know, this is definitely one of the ones that you just you kind of just check out on your own. And then you just realize why the Dreamcast was such an amazing system. Like if there's any reason why the Dreamcast was so awesome, it's because of songs like this like songs like this make me think about the dreamcast i don't think of anything else it makes me think of the dreamcast and just how amazing of a system it was the whole new world pso check that one out it's really cool um Michelle Steam from tekken 2 that one um you know like i don't really have too many um well i got a few in closing on this list but back then when gaming when when uh fighting games were becoming a thing um you know you really didn't think about the soundtracks to to you know fighting games i mean so, i mean with street fighter 2 that's probably the more uh the more you know that, that's that's the one people would say that they remember you know you can you can remember certain people's things probably all of the things i think i yeah you can remember all the things from from street fighter 2 um You know, you can remember nothing from Mortal Kombat except the theme from Choosing Your Character. Um, But Tekken was cool because Tekken actually had um, had soundtrack arrangements. They actually had, you know, true soundtracks and they had soundtracks that were, you know, very um, they were they projected. The character of the characters that staged they were on. And I remember with Michelle, it was, you know, because she's American Native American. um you know, her her theme and her stage, you know, was uh, it was kind of like the uh, Grand Canyon type of deal. and it was a very, it was a very cool sounding hip kind of well, yeah like a very hip jumpy kind of horns heavy type of sound very synthy but it was still very amazing and and it's it's one of the it's one of the songs that i still to this day listen to every now and again and again it's just like this this song sounds like one of those songs that somebody just made because they were just having fun it's a fun song that like that that that's that's what i would say it's a fun song it's a super fun song um then getting into street fighter now i now here's what i'm gonna say street fighter 2 has some of the more iconic songs but by the time they got to alpha 3 like they had songs that were just completely amazing um two of my favorite two of my favorite were um Kakugo which was Saddam's theme from Street Fighter Alpha 3 and Brave or Grave which is Bison's theme on Street Fighter Alpha 3 those two songs are amazing and you know they're they're very short songs because as you know with a fighting game you know um, rounds don't last long you know rounds barely last two minutes so you know the songs aren't very long but again when you hear all of the arrangement that was made to make them sound as great as they do it's just like whoa like there's a lot of there's a lot of work and a lot of love that was put in the um into uh making these songs and the last song on my list on my 10 song list um this song is a song <clears throat> or an arrangement that um that i couldn't even believe that it existed when it did and um you know it it, it was just it was overly amazing. And the song's called Pass Through the Plains from Final Fantasy Tactics. Um Pass Through the Plains again was it, it like like songs I've described already. It it was one of those songs where I heard it and all I wanted to do was just put myself in the scenario to hear it again. And this is before this is before we had the availability of official soundtracks. I mean, now you can get any of these these songs. You can go on to YouTube and you can find all of these songs. But this is way before that, and so like I literally like and that and and you, you want to people want to talk about grinding, right? People want to talk about grinding in games. This was one of those songs. I, I grind it for this song. Like, yeah, you need to grind in Final Fantasy Tactics in order to make your character better but my motivation to grind was to find a level with this song. That was it. It was nothing else. It was nothing else that I wanted to do. So I would just kind of go back and forth on the map, going back and forth, back and forth. And it only played on like a few, uh, a few, uh, of the levels. It only played on a few, but the song itself, it's a very, it's a very, um, emotionally tied arrangement. Um, it has a very up, not a upbeat pace, but a very frantic pace, and um, there's a very heightened sense of danger in the song. And I just really, really enjoy it. And I think it's, I think it's something that you know people should take advantage of and and give a listen. But what are some of your favorite songs? That's what I kind of want to know. What are some songs that that uh you know you listen to on soundtracks? Um, for video games that you're like you know what i i can't you know i can't function throughout i can't function in my day without uh hearing this song um what your what are your thoughts as far as like theaters and you know how movies are moving forward do you think that we're going to get back to a time where we're going to be back in theaters you know side by side eating popcorn and candy and whatnot or do you think that we're headed for a different direction on how we uh, take that medium as a whole. Do you think it's going to transition to something different? Um, Did you see Project Power? Uh, How did you feel about Project Power, the movie? Um, Or are there other interests that you have on Netflix or things that you're looking forward to that uh, may pique my interest? And um, what do you think about photography? Uh, Do you enjoy photography as much as I do? Do you have your own camera do you have gear that you'd like to talk about uh what's your preferred uh you know camera type you know what kind of lens do you use or you know how did you learn about photography i would love to know i would love to hear from all of you because you guys are always amazing so it's really really cool to hear about you know the things that you're going going through so if you do have anything that you uh want to go over talk about you can always hit me up on twitter uh, you can hit me up. Uh, my tag is more T a podcasts. Um, I am on Twitter like constantly. So there's never a time where you will get on Twitter and I am not going to be there to answer or comment on anything that, that comes through. Cause that's just like, that's my dig. I, I do Twitter. Um, so again, more T a podcast and we can talk about things. Um, you know, I'm constantly, uh, I'm constantly putting out polls and putting out, um, you know, uh, just different scenarios and questions and verses and you know all kinds of different things and I have a really good time um, interacting with the community, the gaming community, the movie community, the entertainment community, and just having you know just a blast, just meeting different people and seeing different perspectives, which is the most important thing because you know you 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 never learn just by being you, you know you learn by you know being around others because you know, not all of us are meant to do the same thing. And it's super cool when you can see somebody do something different. And, you know, if you feel it's worth it, you acclimate that and assimilate that and, 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 you know, become a better you. So, you know, that's my, uh, that's my dig for the day. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. I know I did. I had a really fun time, uh, putting it together. Um, I'm excited for, uh, next week because I got some, you know, things that I, uh, hope to talk about. Um, I'm hoping by that time I will have played fall guys. Um, I am looking forward to pre-ordering my copy of Tony Hawk, uh, one and two HD. I believe that's the collection, what it's called. Um, but I'm going to pre-order that and give it a go and, and see what that warehouse level is playing like. Cause I've been seeing some some really good footage on it online and I'm just I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Um so yeah. And that seems to be about it. So uh with that being said, I'm getting out of here. Hopefully uh you got yourself something great to do um you know and and hopefully that you know you're moving forward in a very positive direction because that is exactly what we need to make this world go around so with that being said take care of yourselves take care of each other and i will see you guys next time bye guys